When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This 710 podcast is brought to you by Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Wines. Coppola's Diamond Collection offers the perfect wines to celebrate both big and small occasions this summer. Claret Cabernet Sauvignon is the perfect pairing with juicy burgers. And Diamond Sparkling Prosecco goes great with friends at your next garden party. Enjoy your summer with Diamond Collection Wines. Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Sonoma, California. Please drink responsibly. 602 in the South Atlanta Wednesday with Shinano and Cappy. It's time for What You Need to Know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Take it away, producer Lizzie. Thanks, Christopher. Well, guys, the late Jimmy Buffett, RIP, who died on September 1st, has made a triumphant return to the top five of the Billboard 200 albums chart. No way. Yup. As his best of collection, Songs You Know by Heart, Jimmy Buffett's greatest hits, re-entered the uh, Billboard charts at number four. And guess what? It's actually the album's highest rank ever and the first week ever in the top 10 or even in the top 40 dating back to its release in 1985. Now, have you looked at the album to see what songs... Because here's the thing. Margaritaville, probably everybody knows all the words to Margaritaville, I'm guessing. You know, Wasting or, away again in my Cheeseburger well, I don't know about everybody. Cheeseburger in Paradise. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm exaggerating, but yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I'm trying to figure so out of, the, of, of all the sing-along songs that are apparently on that album... Margaritaville, Cheeseburger in Paradise. What are the other songs that, like, I'm, I'm putting this in quotes, everybody knows all the words to. I'm curious. Why Don't We Get Drunk? Okay, yeah. Volcano, I know that one. Volcano? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I know, don't know where I'm going to go when the volcano blows. Okay, okay, I'm with you on that one. Uh, let's see, what else? Um, got a great version of Hava Nagila on there. Oh, that's a good one. That's always one of my favorites. Hava Nagila, Hava Nagila, Hava. Do you play that at all of your family events? Of course. Yeah, it's Rosh Hashanah did, this weekend, so the, Happy New Year to everybody. The Jimmy Buffett version? Well, didn't he have a song with Alan Jackson, too? Yeah, he did. What was it? It's not on his greatest hits, though. That was, like, in the 2000s. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Buffett, Alan Jackson. Don't know it. I'm trying to think. I think he had one, might have had one with. Didn't he do Five O'clock Somewhere? Yes, that was that's what it, that's well, what it is. Five O'clock Somewhere is the yes. one with Alan Jackson. Yeah, oh, it is really. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know Alan right. Jackson was part of that. Yeah, yeah, that was they, probably like his most popular song. No, Margaritaville is. No, I mean like chart wise. Oh, really? I mean this album. This is the first time it's ever been in the top fifteen. That's, you know, and it's been out. Well, for, top fifteen in the regular like all all encompassing chart is your is what you're saying. Not, I mean, in his genre of music. It's the first time that it's it's like the the highest rank it's ever been. Right, on the general top Billboard 100 or whatever they call it. No, on the Billboard 200 albums chart. Yeah. No, I get what George is saying though. Right, but there the Billboard also has different genres right. uh, char- like charts pop, for different genres urban, too. All the pop, things. right? Yeah. yeah. Right. R&B, so the point is right. that overall yeah. his album has never charted this high. Yeah, but that's my point to Cappy earlier, which was that not everybody knows his stuff. Let's see here. Uh, Margaritaville, Cheeseburger in Paradise, um, uh, Volcano, the one you just mentioned, uh, Havana Daydreaming. Um, I'm just seeing if I know any of these other songs. Why Don't We Get Drunk? Yeah. I said Why that, right? Don't We Get Drunk? That whoa, one. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? Let's dump that. What do you mean dump it? It's a song. Give me a break. No, we're dumping that. There's, what did Come you on. Know? I'm editing. What did you No, do? I, you don't dump that. I dumped that. I made an editorial decision. That's horrible. That's the name of the song. Radio There's a lot of names of songs song, that you can't say. Didn't you ever hear Mason try and sing that song by uh, Cardi B, I think, and Nicki Minaj? You can't say screw? Megan Thee Scallion? Like, like with a, you take a screwdriver and okay. a screw, a Phillips head, you okay. can't take a screw? Okay. Really? I'm I'll throw this sandwich at you. No, you're not throwing. That's a good sandwich. That's, that's a sandwich that still needs to be eaten <laughs> with jalapenos on it. Any other songs that anybody knows? I don't no, know. I'm good. That's it. Right. Yeah, that's it. That's all you got, huh? <laughs> yeah. All right. That is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes. Why don't we don't get do drunk? It. Don't do it. Don't play this game, Cappy. With you. It's a hey. foolish game, as Jewel once said. Oh, really? Yeah. And it's tearing me apart. It is indeed. <laughs> you don't know that song. It is indeed. Uh, somebody... Cappy. Yes, sir. 
couple things for you. Tell here me, tell me. Tell All right, because we need to get back on the rails. Yeah, we do. Okay, couple things. Uh, we talked about Otani and, and Dylan Hernandez's article real quick, um, but the Dodgers' rotation situation—I know you said you trust the kid. Um, what's his name? Bobby uh, Miller. Bobby Jones. Um, Bobby Jones. Bobby Miller. Whatever. Bobby his name Miller. Is. I'm yeah, sorry. Bobby right. Jones, a singer. Speaking of singers. Jones Miller. Yeah. Um, but in a series, you're going to need to throw three guys. <laughs> like I don't know what they plan on doing in that scenario because they're going to get there at some point. They're still the two seed. So they're gonna they're gonna battle it out against whoever the you know there's a there's six teams uh, in in the playoffs this year in Major League Baseball, so three versus six, four versus five will play, and the Dodgers will play the highest ranked of those teams, uh, and the one seed, which is the Braves, will play the lowest ranked of those teams. So, like, do you feel confident the Dodgers can win a series with this staff? Not really. I mean, let's just you know. Look, you, you can't count on Clayton Kershaw. If you're if you're a Dodger fan, that hurts to hear. If you're just a baseball fan who appreciates somebody's career, it kind of hurts here. You cannot count on Clayton Kershaw. I mean, I don't even like saying it. Well, you can't count on him in the sense that availability. You don't know that he's going to be available, right? And and even if he is available, you're not even sure what he is. Because it's just been trending downward as the season has gone on. He was high, then hurt, then back high, then then slow, you know, velocity down. Look, Clayton Kershaw was the guy that you kind of were hoping would keep it all together, the, the pitching staff. And you were sort of about two weeks ago hoping and then maybe thinking it was reality that Walker Bueller was going to come back. So, okay, if Kershaw's back and if Bueller somehow makes it back and if Urias just keeps things going and then... All of a sudden, you know, the, the earliest thing, and I know we haven't talked about it a lot, and Laura has said some things on the air like it really, really hurts her because, you know, he's kind of carrying the torch for Mexican-Americans and Mexicans and, and Dodgers. And, and you know what? I mean, I hate to say it, but the guy, not only did he get himself into monster trouble, not only has he probably ruined his Major League Baseball career, and and the serious stuff aside and the baseball stuff in a different bucket, man, he really screwed over his team. He really, yeah. really hurt his teammates, hurt his fan base, hurt the organization uh, because he couldn't control his emotions according to the allegations. So, George, I really, you, no Kershaw, no Bueller, no Urias. May was, you know, that that was written off a long time ago. Gonsolin, I mean, there, Bobby Miller, did you say? Did you happen to see this kid Kyle Hurt last night? Did you catch any yeah. of that? Yeah, I caught a second of it. I mean, look, it was late night on the East Coast. But yeah, they, I fell asleep around twelve thirty. Or East Coast, so nine thirty. Okay, yeah. they bring this kid Kyle Hurt in. I I was hyping this kid yesterday because I watched this kid. Yeah, pitch you, in uh, you saw him pitch when he was a kid. I yeah. saw him pitch in high school, and I saw yeah. him win a CIF championship, and I saw the kind of bulldog this kid was at sixteen, seventeen years old. He goes on to play three years at USC, and I don't remember who drafted him. I want maybe the Marlins in like the fifth round, and then somehow makes a trade and comes to the Dodgers organization now I want to say 24-ish 25 years old makes his major league debut last night George think about this you're making your major league debut in a Dodger uniform in Dodger Stadium against the San Diego Padres by the way that's the team this kid you know grew up that was the hometown team and the first three guys you're going to see are like Tatis Machado and Soto and I'm not telling you that those guys have had monster seasons or that they're some murderer's row but they are legitimate names oh, and, no doubt. and those are the guys that you're going to face in your first action in Major League Baseball and he mowed them down mowed them down and then did the same thing the next inning. Uh, you talk about poise and control. Um, Kyle Hurt last night looked really good. And I know this is going to sound wacky, but he may be forced into some action that they weren't expecting come the postseason. Did you mm-hmm. just say wacky? Wacky radio bit. That's right. Okay, just making yeah. sure. Wacky radio stunts. Wacky baseball stunts in this case. Wacky you know. baseball stunts. Right. Pull a guy up who's got no experience, but you're so so desperate but you know what this is a kid who's like i said in his you know 24 years old 25 years old and yeah he's making his major league debut but he pitched three years at usc it's a high round draft choice he's uh grinded his way through the minor leagues and he might be forced into a role that no one saw coming it's possible i don't maybe mookie betts can pitch yeah i don't think that's happening freddie freeman 
I mean, he's done a lot, obviously, this year. Like, I mean, Mookie Betts is probably – like, if you were really looking at an MVP in the National League, and I know Acuna is probably going to win it, but, like, I think Mookie's still right there despite all of it. Yeah, I mean, it would be great if he could pitch, though, wouldn't it? I'm sure it would be great, yes. I, I, seriously, though, the, the question about what the Dodgers are going to do, I mean, you know, when you're in Little League and you're in the All-Star Tournament, we just had, you know, the Little League World Series – Managers have to manage the pitching staff because they're going to run out of arms. They're going to run out of numbers. Dave Roberts finds himself in a situation where between Kershaw and what's going on with him here recently, and again, you know, I know Dave has been very classy about this whole Urias situation, yeah. but it's a, it's a sad nightmare for all involved. Him, her, his teammates, the fan base, the organization, it's just sad all the way around. Mm-hmm. And the guy really screwed over his team. Yeah. All things true. So I don't know who's going to pitch for these guys. They better try and win games 12-9. Yeah. Coming up next, Cappy, we didn't get to the Raiders thing. We'll probably try to do that uh, a little later maybe, or maybe even uh, you know later in the week because we got time. I mean, the you know, it's football season. Got a whole week. But wait a second. Today's Wednesday. Are you doing a game tomorrow night? Yeah, I'll be back Friday, though. Okay, and I got ACAM tomorrow? Yeah. Okay. All right, cool. Yeah. And we got Om Young Masuk. Coming up next, he had a sit-down with Draymond Green. Draymond talking uh, some stuff. I think Laker fans are not going to be thrilled, Cappy, about how many rings Draymond thinks they can still get in the next couple years. We'll get to that with Ohm and his thoughts on just kind of the NBA. Adam Silver had a big announcement today uh, that will affect a lot of players in the NBA, so we'll talk to Ohm about that as well. Stick around. We're back in a couple minutes here on 710 ESPN. But first, oh, no, actually, I will tell you about Underdog. After we talk to Ohm, stick around, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Quarter after 6 o'clock in the South Zone. Can you believe Kaplan didn't know the reference? Dick Grayson, my youthful ward. We'll talk about that in a moment. Meanwhile, it is 6.15 in the Southland. You know what we do around 6.15. Time for the producer, Laura, rejoin of the day. Hit it, girl. Mm. Come on now. Thanks, Chris. I know that we have a guest on the line, so I'm not going to take a long time, but I wanted to honor Pac because, unfortunately, we lost him 27 years ago, and this is one of my favorite songs. I mean, I live in L.A., L.A. girl, so t- live and die in L.A. is one of my jams, and I just want to play it. Plus, right, this cool. is probably my favorite part. You. Oh, P. Wilson. It's a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, always. Uh, do we have an update on that Tupac story yet or no from Vegas or nothing yet? Let's or, go to our update desk and Scott Kaplan standing by. <laughs> Thank you, George. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah. Yes, we do. There is a gentleman in Summerlin, Nevada, who is being investigated by sheriff's deputies here. And uh, still nothing has really come of it. Back to you. All right. Thank you. Let's go to Om Young Masuk now. Who covers the airport. The, thank you. It was great, Cappy. Uh, who covers uh, the NBA for us uh, at large and uh, had a sit-down with his Michigan State brethren, uh, Magic Johnson. When I think Michigan State, I think Magic Johnson, Draymond Green, and Noam Young-Masuk. Um, so he got a sit-down <laughs> with, with – why are you laughing? I do think that. You don't think Tom Izzo? Uh, I appreciate that. I appreciate yes. that. I, I think, think Tom Izzo later. Steve Smith, Steve Smith, Tom Izzo, you know, yeah. Scott Skiles, all the yeah. other greats we've had. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure there are plenty. Uh, you know, Mateen Cleaves, right? That's uh, why I couldn't get his name, yeah. Mateen Cleaves. I couldn't yeah. get it out of my mouth. I was like, yeah, so the Suns owner. Yeah, you know, the Suns owner now. Yeah, that you guy. Know. Matt Ishbia. Yeah. Matt Ishbia, yeah. yeah. Um, so, Omi, you sit down with Draymond, and the thing that stuck out to me the most, and it's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on, uh, amongst many reasons, but uh, because I thought it was a great job by you, number one. 
Um, Thank you. But, but number two, he talked about how he feels like they can win multiple championships in what's remaining of his career with Steph and Clay. And I was like, whoa, multiple championships in their 30s is not something that I think most of the NBA community believes. And I'm fairly certain that when I looked on Twitter, most of the comments from Laker fans were not pleasant uh, about that particular (laughs) part of the conversation. So what was your sense on that? And how realistic do you think it is for them to even stay together? Because Clay's going to be a free agent. And uh, and that, you know, that goal that they have of trying to win a championship in a tough Western conference. Well, I think one from what I've heard, I, I hear the Warriors are are very motivated after losing to the Lakers last season. I think that loss to the Lakers really stuck with them. I think they probably, yeah, I mean, last season was a disaster for them, the way it started, and then them trying to constantly basically patch things up from that point on, from the fight between Jordan and, and Draymond. I mean, it pretty much fractured the season, but at the end, I think, you know, they're this is the first time they lost in a Western Conference playoff series. They had they had won 19 straight prior to that. So I think it, it, it was a new experience for them, for, for that group under Steve Kerr. And I think it stuck with them, it's motivated them. And then I think maybe what Draymond is feeling is that they kind of switched and changed things up. Obviously, they traded Jordan Poole away. Um, I think that was probably a move that had to happen because they saw that, you know, as Steve Kerr said, that team had maxed out. And so I think maybe they're feeling that the chemistry is going to be better with a more veteran group with a guy like Chris Paul. Now, I think Draymond even knows there's a lot of wrinkles that need to be ironed out with that, not only because of their past with Chris Paul, who described himself as a sworn enemy of the Warriors for a long time, but styles of play. I mean, this is going to be something that schematically is going to be an adjustment for both sides because Warriors, you know, they, they hold the ball an average of less than three seconds. And Chris Paul, you know, last season had the ball in his hands basically for like five, over five seconds. So they're going to have to figure out a lot of things. But I do think Draymond's probably feeling a little like, you know, I think he's maybe rejuvenated. I think he feels like he has a chance to redeem himself this year for last year. They have Chris Paul. I think they think he thinks the chemistry is going to be better. They're going to be motivated. Clay has a whole summer now where he's been working out and he's been extremely motivated. And I think perhaps, as you said about Clay's future, they are probably thinking that they're going to be able to keep Clay. So if they've got four championships, this core group, you know, between the coach and their, what I'll call their big three, why is it so outrageous that he's talking about six? They've already got four. Because they're old? Yeah, but but I mean, yeah, I, 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 but, I, but I think that on, but listen, the, the way they would be thinking is, well, we've got our coach, we've got our core guys, we got rid of a guy that was a problem for us, we, we think we got better by adding Chris Paul. I mean, I just don't think it's that outrageous or that explosive of a comment to think, hey, the goal is to try and get at least two more. Well, here's the thing. I mean, you've got a, a certain big man in Denver that everybody has to deal with, and I, I feel like people have forgotten already yeah. about mm-hmm. the Denver Nuggets. I mean, yes, we keep seeing Nikola Jokic is dancing his way through Serbia this summer, and rightfully so. He's, it's the summer of Jokic. You know what I found funny? Usually when a champion wins and a guy has an all-time playoff tear like that, the league usually responds by trying to adjust to stop that guy. And I didn't really see a lot of teams, and I'm not saying we're going back to the era of big men, but I'm not, I didn't see a lot of teams loading up on bigs to try to stop him. You know what I mean? It's, it's like teams still went about their business going back to trying to improve in the ways that they did. And at the end of the day, it's still going to be hard stopping Jokic. But I, I think from what Draymond is thinking is that while Jokic is good, while Luka Doncic is good, while the Lakers are good and all these other teams, Memphis, everybody else, there's no dynasty in their way that they have to contend with. And I think that's probably like, look, they have the most experience out of everybody when it comes to champ- championships and knowing what it takes to win. Then we saw that two years ago against Boston where Tatum and Brown and the, and the rest of the Celtics probably had the better overall team, but they didn't have the experience to win the big games and win a playoff game at home when they absolutely needed to. And so I think that's where Draymond is saying, why not? Why can't we get two more? I mean, certainly the odds are against them as they get older, but I can understand what he's saying, that there's no dynasty in front of them to topple. Uh, How does the Chris Paul thing going? Like, what has the communication been like, to your knowledge, in regards to them, and and not just him and and Chris, 
Uh, although I'm sure there was, there's been plenty of communication between those two. I'm curious to see what that's like. But just in general, between the three guys and Chris. What I love about Draymond is he, he like kind of tells you how it is. He doesn't really hold back. And it would have been very easy for any other player to politically just be politically correct and be like, oh, yeah, we talked and everything's good. Draymond admitted it took him time to wrap his head around this. From the moment that the Warriors approached him and said, we're thinking about getting Chris Paul, and you can see him acting it out on camera where he's like, hmm, hmm. And he's thinking and thinking about it, too, even once the trade was made. He said that, you know, initially they reached out to each other and was like, you know, happy to join each other and be teammates. But then Draymond said, we kind of gave each other space to digest everything. (laughs) And then finally, it was phone conversations and face-to-face. I think they've had a couple workouts at the facility, uh, the team. And he said the vibe has been beautiful. I think that was exactly how he described it. But he also admitted there was a hump that they had to get over. And the first hump was mentally. Am I ready to team up with this guy that I did not like? As I said to Draymond, 1 to 10, how would you describe how you felt about him? Before I even finished that sentence, Draymond said, 11. I hated him, 11. (laughs) So I said to him, I said, is this like Robin and Pippen teaming up? Like, you know, (laughs) those guys hated each other. He said, I I hope so, because those two guys made history together. Um, I think there was a lot more bad blood between Robin and Pippen than than Chris and Draymond and the rest of the Warriors. But I do think he said there's the first hurdle we'll get over is mentally us teaming together. The second hurdle now will be on the floor trying to make things work. Does Chris Paul start? Does he come off the bench? Is he running the second team? What do you do when you have Chris Paul and Draymond Green on the floor together? There's only one ball. These two are both facilitators that when they're at their best, they're the ones facilitating with the ball in their hands. All these things are going to have to – who's going to play off ball? You know what I mean? Those are all those type of things that Steve Kerr is going to have to figure out. And when I talked to Mike Dunleavy Jr., the GM, he basically said, when you have a, a guy like Chris Paul, you know, you know that you have the intelligence, you have the communication, but when you have a player of his skill set, there is going to be things that you have to work out to try to play to his strength. But, Om, I would just think that Chris Paul brings something um, that maybe, and I'm just saying maybe, the Warriors could actually use, and I don't even just mean basketball X's and O's, He's got a hunger to still win a championship where this core group has four. I'm not saying that they're satisfied. I'm just saying that he doesn't have what they have, and he still desperately wants what they have, and that could add a new level of energy. Did Draymond talk about that on or off? Cap, he absolutely talked about that. One, he said that, well, Steph has become a great leader in in recent years and stepped it up. And he said, two, Draymond, obviously, he's like, I know what I bring to the leadership table, and mind you, he felt he couldn't really lead the way he wanted to last year because of that fight, and he knows that he's at fault for a lot of those things. But he said, sometimes you have off nights. Sometimes you have nights like, I mean, it's been about 10 years. They won four championships in 10 years. You know, they're not always going to have it. That's where Chris Paul comes in. And, you know, if you look at Chris Paul and everywhere he's been, there's been a boost in wins in the first year for that team. The biggest, I believe, was, was Phoenix, where they won like 34 games the year before, and then they went to the finals the following year. So I think they're counting on that. He also said, I can't wait to see Chris Paul develop Jonathan Kaminga because he basically has said, like, look what he did for other bigs that he's been with. DeAndre Ayton early in the the time with Chris Paul was looking great. Um, So he thinks that, you know, Chris Paul will help develop Kaminga, but he really does believe that Chris Paul is going to help them on certain nights when they need it. On top of that, I also said, like, when I asked him, I was like, yeah, what about, like, you know, if, if Chris Paul's on the second team? And he said, look, he might start. The question is, on any given night, we don't know who's going to finish. And he said, there are going to be some nights. He goes, well, I don't see this happening. Maybe Steph doesn't have it. He doesn't finish that night. And it's Chris. But if it's not Chris, then it's us. Or if it's not, if it's me, I might not finish. And it's Chris. He basically said that there's all going to be a certain sacrifice, but everybody's on the same page that they want to win championship. And here was the most... Here's the thing that I I found the funniest part of the interview, which is when he said, this is one of my biggest years of my career, personally. This is like, I think, year 12 for him. And he said, but it's not about redemption for Draymond. I want to help Chris Paul win his first championship. And I literally stopped him and said, do you know how strange that is to hear that come out of your mouth, how weird that is, that you've hated this guy all these years? And he said, yeah, but he's like, I really want to help him win his first championship. 
All right, so the rest of the West, uh, I'm sure, has something to say about all these all these things. <laughs> As you look at the way the offseason has unfolded, what do you think of the two teams here, the Lakers and the Clippers? I like the moves the Lakers have made. Um, and I think it'll be interesting to see how they get along and how they mesh uh, and how they make it work as the season goes on, how much LeBron will have to do, and maybe he doesn't have to do a lot because they have that depth. To me, the Lakers, it all, it all rides on Anthony Davis. If Anthony Davis comes as alpha AD, then they're going to be good. Um, it, I think that's the thing. Christian Wood is a good move, and I guess it still to a certain degree allows AD to play power forward when he wants to. Christian Wood's issue, to me, we know his talent on offense, but it's deep defensively. Can he stay on the floor for Darvin Ham? Um, I'm looking forward to seeing Austin Reeves take that next step and seeing, you know, the rest of that team and the depth they have. I like all their moves. The, the Clippers, it's just it's the same thing. It's just a matter of health for them. And I think the signs indicate and point to that this is a, a massive, basically prove-it season for the Clippers, that you hear Lawrence Frank, you hear Ty Lue basically saying, we got to take the regular season more seriously. And basically, guys have to play more. And you see now with today's NBA ruling, the new you know um, policy that's going to be put in place for that stars cannot, two stars cannot sit out a game by the league or there's going to be penalties. Um, if you look online, virtually every website that's posting that out, the picture they include is Kawhi and PG. Right. It's like those two have become the poster child for that rule. Um, and really, in reality, yes, those two miss a lot of games. Most of the time, though, it was like one was out, the other one would play when they were resting. I'm not talking about when they were legitimately hurt, when they would be rested. But still, the Clippers know this. They know that people think, like, you know what? The Clippers are always hurt. We're not going to believe it until we see it. I think they understand that. And so a lot of it's going to be on what they can do. I will tell you this. I like the Kenyon Martin Jr. move a lot for them. Yeah. I mean, yes, he's not a great shooter, but he brings what they need, athleticism above the rim, energy, an ability to run. I think Russell Westbrook is going to be motivated. I think he's happy. I think he's kind of getting back to where he was headspace-wise prior to getting to the Clippers, I mean, the Lakers. So, you know, I, I think all those things, I think the Clippers are going to be there. It's just a matter of Kawhi coming back from this MCL injury, which is his insane knee to his ACL injury, and basically how he's going to look and how much these guys are going to play and how healthy they're going to be. Om Young Masuk does a phenomenal job covering the NBA for us here at ESPN. Check out his sit-down with Draymond Green. It's on his social media. It's on the ESPN NBA social media accounts. Omi, thanks, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All right, thanks, guys. Later on. See ya. All right, Big Deal or No Deal is coming up next. Oh, got to... You okay, man? Yeah. You all right? Yeah. You sure you're going to make sure? it? Yeah. Yeah? Just got to wake up here for a second. Did you fall asleep during that Om Young Masuk conversation? No. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. You were not interested in Chris Paul and Draymond Green. I was in the other room just dragging a little bit. No, trying to you get fell my wits asleep. About me. You no, fe- I didn't. You did. 6.30 in the Southland time for a Big Deal or No Deal. Take it away, Producer Lindsay. Thanks, Christopher. He's just me, trying to let, get his wits about him, Cappy. Let me pick up the energy around here. <laughs> 
Well, you know, we have a vending machine issue going on. We do. There's like a very serious lack of Right, there's nothing in there. There's no sugar. I don't know if it's because the technology isn't working or people were just taking it and now they've just refused. Okay. And I shouldn't say they because we're part of the they, but (laughs) I need to find out what they- The technology stopped working a long time ago. I don't know what the leadership decision is. So what happened was- I- Is that, yes, the vending machine tends to jam a little bit with the Wi-Fi. Oh, it never works. Just like the internet around here. here is a little rough. I'm just saying Easy. it's a little rough. We this is known. So no, you tell them. Girl. People were taking the snacks and they were like, "Oh yeah, we'll just pay them back or whatever." And I heard some people didn't. All I know is is so that we've there's got a, a technology and we've got a, uh, a scrupulous person. Uh, there's a there's a number of times where it has not been working, and I think everyone, if you say that you haven't experienced this, I think you're lying. Where you go to pay and it it's not it working, let you. and then you go back to pay it another time and it's still not working. Let's yeah. get ste- honestly. I want to get Stephanie on the phone. Okay. For I'll the take, next segment. Okay. This cri- is Crypto Ray and Big E in here somewhere? Are they taking wow. all the drinks? Oh, oh, that's I just settled up. all this stuff. Yeah. Messed up. I just settled up. all this. That's just messed up. I legit owe the vending machine like at least 20 bucks. I told Greg, <laughs> at least. I paid like 30 something dollars. Who? The other Did you put it to Greg? Did you huh? give it to Greg? Because he'll put it right in his pocket. He won't. No, he no, wants no. It. Because the thing worked for like a little bit. Because it like comes, it's intermittent when it does work. With nothing but a t-shirt on, as the great Jessica Simpson once said. <laughs> and I paid like $35 to that thing. $35? Well, because I, you know. You're snacking it up, yeah. Oh, I, I definitely are probably Twinkies? close to that. Oh, I yeah. hate Twinkies. Yeah, I don't like Twinkies The hot Cheetos either. are like two something. Makes me feel like junior you know, high. Really? It racks up. Yeah. What does that feel like? <laughs> The Twinkies? Yeah, the oh, junior geez. high. Oh, God. <laughs> Let me text Steph while she does. Big deal. No deal. I got a, a post-it note. I owe you for about six monsters. Oh, you can't drink that. That's not good for you, kid. Well, sometimes, you Celsius, know, when I'm, when I'm trying to get my wits about me, that's something that I need. <laughs> you need it's a monster? All. Yeah. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it. I'm not going to do it. I got to use the restroom. I'll be right back. Where are you going? It's big deal or He's no deal. He's going to get his wits about That's him. That's hilarious. Well, you want me for the last segment to be engaging. I need to use the little boy's room. He oh, has really? to go handle business. What you going to do in there? He's going to put got on a his tinkle. business. Tinkle. <laughs> I got to tinkle. Oh. He's, he's going to put on his Garfield t-shirt. Tinkling means you're going to be sitting. No. Yes. No, can we not have this combo? What are you talking about? No, tinkling is sitting. That's a gross word. Tinkling? tinkling? Yes. <laughs> I gotta go tinkle. Stephanie is remember. in. Stephanie is in. So uh, Steph Alexander, the great, uh, she won the Mandy Award for uh, Unsung Hero. Right. And we're gonna need to play a little yacht rock first when she's she comes the one on who went on stage and said, "This is literally my actual nightmare." <laughs> <laughs> Love Steph. All right, I'm gonna go tinkle. All right, right, let's back. get to a little big deal or no Wait, deal. Chris, you don't want to play big deal or no deal. I got he's tinkle. He's got to go tinkle. He's got to go sit down and <laughs> I'll, tinkle. I'll take That's your a big place. deal, Chris. All right, me and Laura are gonna play. That's a big deal. Big deal. You don't want to play big deal or no deal. The big deal is that he's going to tinkle. Ugh. Now he I just, need to get my wits about ew, me. The way he just touched me. <laughs> ew. It just sent like like chills down my spine. Ew. So, ew, it was gross. Ew. It tinkled. That was like harassment. <laughs> ew. See, this is how HR can get involved. <laughs> he's joking, people. All right. So the ransomware group that claimed responsibility for the MGM Resort's cyber outage on Tuesday. Yeah, who's the group? Oh, so they're the... Alf V slash Black Cat ransomware group. They're like a uh, kind of like anonymous, where they're like hackers, but anonymous is like social justice hackers. Where uh, I guess these guys just want to like mess with people's money and ruin their time in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've they've claimed responsibility for this cyber outage. So basically, what happened was they attacked MGM's internal computer systems, mm-hmm. and so then that caused. You know, they're a casino and they got billions of dollars coming in and out of there. So they basically shut down their entire computer systems Mm -hmm. because they didn't want people being able to hack into customers information. So a lot of stuff is done through the app. Like you can get your digital key through the app. You get like your comps for when you're gambling. You can use your credits for when you're out there like, oh, I'm going to put this on my room. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff that goes into their digital systems, including their ATMs and their slot machines. They shut everything down. And it's still not back up and running as of today. So this has been going on for like two days now. Um, and I was going to ask you if it's a big deal or no deal that a company as huge as MGM still has not figured out or it's still not back up and running after a ransomware attack on their uh, internal systems. Yeah, dude, that, that is to me, and maybe I'm just being a little too dramatic here. Tell me if I am. That's terrorism. Yeah, they're going to lose billions of dollars too. Right. And bi- like probably... Thousands of customers. And if you're MGM, because they just shut down 
was it the MGM Grand? It wasn't. Was it? It all was of their literally properties? all of MGM. Oh, not even just in Vegas. It's even affecting the properties in Biloxi, in oh, yeah. Detroit, in Cleveland. Yeah, everything. All, all the casinos in other parts of the country. Yeah, dude, that is seriously like I hate to sound like such a stick here, but dude, that is terrorism. When when you pull a cyber attack on a monster company, and you impact not just their business but you impact all of their customers and all of the money. Because I think what I've heard is, is that if you were sitting at a slot machine and you won, but then the cyber attack happened, you actually would not have won. Like if the money didn't come out of the machine or you didn't have this, the, the, the tag or the, I don't know what you well, would call it. You're still not even able to get um, like your tickets paid out. You have right, to go to the cage I mean. and have everything manually paid out. Yeah. So, so I mean, you, you have messed with a lot of people financially. I mean, it could be literally, I'm not joking, like hundreds of thousands of people. And oh, yeah, for hundreds sure. Hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars. And you want to know what's crazy is in two weeks, that's when the F1 oh, is right. supposed it's to coming. start back up. And yeah. even if they were to get everything back up and running tomorrow, I have friends who they take their, like I said the other day, they take their yearly trip out there in September. They've been there since Sunday and it's a complete nightmare. And I was like, dude, I would just go home because you can't really do anything. I just, I honestly like to me, um, you're a big ass company like MGM. You're your own government. You have to have the highest Chris level of what? ultimate cybersecurity. What is Chris just carried the giant Keyshawn cut out to the outside. door? What is he, oh, he, he, he kicked, took he, it to the yeah. little, like the outside of. Took it to the out, exterior lobby. Yeah. So Chris just symbolically removed, removed <laughs> Keyshawn <laughs> Johnson. He did from the facility here yeah. at Seven Ten. Keyshawn now resides in, in the, the hallway. Lobby. In the lobby. He has lost his privileges to even come into 710 ESPN. Yes, yes. <laughs> a man who partially, you know, built this place. I mean, put the bricks in the walls. Yes. And just to answer Lindsay's big deal or no deal, because I was supposed to be a part of that, you're also messing with people's jobs. Totally. Because so many people, you know, like the cleaning staff and all that, like that's messed up. What? You you just removed Keyshawn from 710? So I was walking back from the tinkle. Yeah. And I, I, I hadn't noticed it the last two days, but Keyshawn, the cutout that we used to use for all, oh. it was, it's in the sales area. Yeah. And it, it ran, it shivers down my spine yeah, it when I saw you. it. So I took it out and I put it in the lobby facing the wall. Hey, I have an idea. Why don't we do this before we head down to South South LA tonight? Let's go over to El Cholo. <laughs> no. Right? You know that picture of Keyshawn in the no, frame? No, no, that's no. not our property. No, Cap, no. Punch no. it right no, in the face property. and then break the, the frame. No. No, you're not going to no. do that. No. no. You take it down? No, that steal is, it? Uh, that will still make me smile when I see oh, it. Oh, it will. Smile is the great Scarface one. Said. Okay, because that's USC key. Smile for me. No, it, that's their property. Okay, all right. Just smile. I just don't need him in the sales one. I just thought maybe you were going to vandalize Keyshawn pictures I don't anywhere vandalize. you went. I, don't, I didn't vandalize that. Well, you moved him. You, you kicked him out of 710. I put him in the lobby. You put his cardboard cutout. In the lobby, facing the wall, so nobody can see it. Oh, he's oh, you put baby in the corner. I did. He <laughs> put Keyshawn in the corner. <laughs> nobody puts out. Keyshawn in the corner. Hey, Key, Chris I don't did. know. I don't know what to tell you, dog. I mean, your best friend here, homeboy. I mean, I'm getting this twisted, homeboy. Mm. You're secretly like somewhat happy about this, Captain. Oh, no, no, I'll tell you who's happy is Sonano. because he didn't want moving he up didn't in want, rankings. He didn't want Key coming back because he knew I'd be like, "See you guys, I'm back." Yeah, I'm back with Key. Plus, I think he's afraid of Key in a weird way. Actually, not such a weird way. Probably like a safety way. I think he's afraid of Key. Are you afraid of Key? A little. Just a little? Not that much, but a little. Kind of like Chris said, I think I can outrun him. Who are you more the most afraid of at the radio station, besides Sam Pines? Well, Sam will bench press you. I guess it's got to be Keyshawn. Well, he's not here anymore, so. Mm. Anyone else you're afraid of? I mean, I'm kind of afraid of you and Laura. I know. Why me? Well, you guys, I don't know. I'm you guys, nice. you guys, I don't know. You just, I wake up in the middle of the night it. with nightmares about it. the two of you girls. I, I, I get it. I'm afraid of you guys. I understand. I'm afraid of a lot of the girls. My daughters, my girlfriend, yeah. my ex-wife. Okay. Petrified. Rachel. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sense. Big okay. deal or no deal? All right. So I personally think that this is a big deal, and I know that you're a fan, Cappy, of the morning show. My sister was just texting me. Unsportsmanlike with Evan, uh, Canty, and Michelle tomorrow morning, six to ten a.m. Not that morning show, but oh. the morning show on Apple Plus. I love that show, Starring with Jennifer Aniston. Your girl, Jennifer Aniston. Mm-hmm. My sister just reminded me via text that it starts back up tonight, season three. Really? Yup. 
I didn't even know there was a new the season. The first two episodes. What do you mean? The bit? I mean, you know, I know you don't watch I, Apple Plus because you don't remember your password right, and all that. Right, right. I have but to go to Rachel's house to yeah, watch it. Yeah, they've been advertising it, and I kind of forgot that it was tonight because it came up so quickly. So is this a big deal or no deal, Cappy? I, I, I guess it's kind of a big deal for people who love that series and who couldn't wait for it to come back. I didn't know it was coming back, so, and I, well, it just this is from out of nowhere. Now that you know, is it a big deal? I don't remember how it ended the last, the second season. Um, Spoiler alert to anybody who hasn't seen the ending of the last season, which yeah. it's long past that time. Go ahead. But don't you remember... Um, Steve Carell like drove off a cliff and died. Oh, oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, and then everyone was left with the aftermath of his death. Oh. And then right, they found yeah. the woman who was doing the docu series about him, and oh, then found and yeah. he admitted all the horrible things that he did, and they right. were debating on whether or not they were going to like use it. Gosh, and it was how in the pandemic. Well, how, how many years ago? I was... think it was like two years ago. Hey, Jen, girlfriend, come on, girl. I mean, I, I can't be waiting two years between episode or season two and season three. Oh. I can't wait like that. So, um, John Hamm is going to be in it. John Hamm? Yeah. Does he go ham? Uh, I'm not sure. I guess we're going to have to watch and find out. I had the most delicious ham and cheese sandwich of my entire life the other day. Oh, ham. This friend of mine, she took Hawaiian rolls, like the whole 24, like the whole thing, sliced them in half, hammed them, cheesed them, put something, I don't know, some kind of special sauce on them, and then baked them, and dude, they were fire. Happy New Year to everybody celebrating Rosh Hashanah, and I am sorry, Rabbi. But the ham and cheese was delish. I can't. Is this wait. the one where you blow the shofar? Yeah, this is it coming up. I Rosh Hashanah. I'm good at that. You blow the shofar? Right, very good. Okay. I've been to many of things where I, I get that shofar and I blow that sucker. Blow it. Blow I'm, that big old rascal. I'm really excited to go home and watch this. You know, the next week, though, is, is Yom Kippur. Yeah, that's the sad one. And uh, oh, Laura, yeah. Laura refuses to become Jewish because of Yom Kippur. Because on Yom Kippur, not only do you not eat, which, fine, we could fast for a day. But you're not supposed to do anything that brings you any pleasure of any kind. You're not supposed to make any money. You're not supposed to work. Don't do it. And I told Laura. So what do you do? Just sit and stare at a wall? Well, you they atone were, for your sins. Yeah, they were right. crossing the desert. You sacrifice a day of work. You sacrifice a day of of anything pleasurable. In fact, all the uh, Hebrew holidays involve the desert somehow. Usually. Yeah, that's probably true. So my old roommate, the one who had uh, Spooky the Milk Snake. Um, Spooky the Milk Snake? Yeah, remember my old roommate had the, 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 the snake and all with that the rat? That we, I found the rat in the right. fridge in or the, the mouse. Yeah. yeah. Um, I remember... Asking, like, I was asking about it because I was genuinely curious because he was like, oh, yeah, I have Yom Kippur. And I was like, oh, like, I didn't know. Like, what, what is that? And he's like, well, it's a holiday, but it's not like you don't really celebrate it. No. You know, it's you're just, actually, you, the more miserable you are, the better you yeah. are. Yeah. But he, he, I was like, so what do you do? And he's like, nothing. I was like, well, aren't you still playing video games? Because that's all he did. Right. And he was still playing video games. So right. he obviously didn't take it that seriously. Well, no, right? I mean, he's like thinking to himself, hey, if Moses back in the day when he came down from Mount Sinai with the commandments, if there was a nice Xbox 360 and a flat screen TV, he'd play. Oh, okay. But they didn't have that. But they didn't have that back then. So now the tradition is don't do squat. Okay. You know, including no eating. And then I told Laura, I'm like, you know, you can't do anything. You don't can't, do it. You don't can't, do it. You, don't do it. No sexo. Yeah. No sexo. No sexo. Is that and, what Moses called it? And sexo? That, and, that's, and that's when Laura said, oh, hell nah. I did. That's why he was like, <laughs> I remember this was your night show <laughs> and I was covering for somebody. He's like, you just let it go. And I was like, yeah, dude, I would not be okay with that. Like. Every day, all day. Like you can't. Oh, right. she, got to, she got to have the boo, you know. I didn't even have the boo back then. No, you didn't. Ha- you didn't have the boo. You had a boo. She had the boos. I had friends. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, Kepi, you have something to say. I do. Yes. What do I have to say? Oh, of course, that's right. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. 
Plus, you can send with confidence knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Ten minutes in front of 7 o'clock. Stop bashing Sedano, Cappy, because we got to do the final segment of the show, Jack. I was just getting started. This Well, we got a whole car ride back to Orange County. Final segment music. You know what that means. We're getting ready for those Hollywood nights, or in our case, the Orange County nights. Are we going to do Instagram Live? 100%. Oh, I'm tired, though. So, man. wait a second. I Here just we want, go. Wait Final wait. segment of the show. Thanks for listening to Shit Down and Cap on 710. That's the way you hit that post. Hey, I, I nailed it. I figure we're going to get off the air at about 6.58. I'd say we're in the car and rolling by 7.15 at the latest. So... Last week we used the way well, Seeger did that. She it would kind of remind me Shina, right? She oh. looked Shina. We're gonna use your Instagram account uh, at CMM Spectrum, correct? I'm just a little tired. Okay, you might need me. I might need to take a quick ten minute nap. All right. So you get us on the road. I'll okay. take a ten minute snooze. Okay, and then you give a, a helping hand and oh. wake me up. Okay, you know uh, what I mean by a helping hand? I know what you mean. I don't know if I'm willing to do that. You are. I don't know for sure. Um, okay, take a look tonight. Instagram Live, it's the Drive Live. We head from downtown LA to Orange County and Angel Stadium, and we're on the whole time. You know what this song is, uh, Cappy? Tell me. This is Yacht Rock Classic, mm. Robbie Dupree. Yeah, Steal Away. Uh. Steal Away. Uh. This was part of my uh, Mount Rushmore of- Oh, we just stopped y- with the Rushmores. Mount Rock, uh, Yacht Rock, One Hit Wonders yesterday on Mason and Ireland. Meanwhile, you hear that music- Still hit the post, Cappy. Nice, really nice. Because we're going to bring on our executive assistant. She's the executive assistant to the owner, Sam Pines, who we're going to see tonight in Orange. And also the oh, unsung Lord. hero of the year at the Mandy's. Mandy's, too, you might remember. Mm-hmm. The great Stephanie Alexander got up on stage. <laughs> Stephanie, good evening. Good evening. How's it going, guys? As evening sets on the Southland. We wanted to bring you on because there's a bit of an issue. So okay. I'm having a tough day. We had a four yeah. martini lunch. It, it was two with Slee and then two with somebody else. You had four martinis at lunch. Then I took a nap. Well, I wasn't expecting to come on the air. I know, but two lunches, four martinis? What can you do? I was in a bad mood. <laughs> Plus, I had that giant cookie with Bergman. Okay. And then Stephanie gave me a hug in the hallway because she saw I was in a bad mood. It's been a rough day, Jack. Really? Yeah. Hugs? Yeah. Well, we all, it's yeah, a good I GKB way. Hey, I, listen. I love hugs. Okay, let me just tell you guys. The other day, I ran into a female colleague here, and frankly, I... I I didn't even recognize her for like a quick second. And then I felt bad for not. And then I was like, hey, you're having like an amazing hair day. And I was like, oops, gosh, can I say that? I don't know. Can well, I as even... long as you're not creepy like yeah. you. Yeah. You're oh. a normal person like me. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> um, Stephanie, do you find Chris to be normal or creepy or somewhere in between? Um, I love Christopher. So even if I did find him creepy, I think I would still love it. Take okay. that, take okay. that, sucker. Right. So, so it's okay. Yeah. So high fives are in the office are still good. We can fist bump the whole deal. Um, I think, I mean, I feel like it is kind of a know your audience sort of thing. Like, okay. Like, personally, I love high fives. I love hugs. I love compliments on my hair. She does have good hair. Sometimes. Hair. Yeah. <laughs> I loved. I love the shirt you were wearing yeah. today. The blouse. Excuse me. Okay, enough with you. Now you're getting oh. creepy. Now right. you're getting creepy. I, yeah. I, right. But here's the thing. Yeah. So there's been a lot of salt <laughs> yeah. products today. Uh, pizzas are showing up. Sandwiches, Stephanie. And yeah. I have a thirst. Mm-hmm. I have a desperate thirst yeah. right now. And there's nothing, and usually I bring a lot of my own beverages. What do you mean, like a Dr. Diet Pepper? There's nothing in the vending machine. Yes. So the big. That's a huge problem. So we had, when GKB took over, they took out our our traditional vending machines. Right. For this new, like, honor system thing where you had to scan it yourself, you stick in your card. Right. They want to see who's actually a good person and who's a bad person. Right. Who who can be trusted and who can't be. But here's where we're at currently. Mm -hmm. There was technology issues where you couldn't pay for a while. So I think people were just taking stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And now yeah. it's just like there's nothing. It's left. like Desert Willow out there. Yeah, you got no product. Yeah. You got nothing to buy. The vending machine's been looted. There's like an upside down lemonade from a year ago. <laughs> right. You can't get anything. <laughs> so I want to know what the latest is. Are we getting the vending machine back, or are you guys now just saying, "Bree, bring your own beverages"? Yeah. Or you want me to go to Costco and buy a bunch of stuff <laughs> and put it in there? Um. First of all, I think we're open to all solutions. I want to just put that out there. <laughs> Very open-minded no, company. Honestly, I, I, I do think that it's really. Um, I don't. I can't speak for our vending company, but I've called them like 
a lot of times to mm-hmm. let them know that we haven't been stocked or that inventory is low or mm-hmm. that, you know, we don't have snacks for anybody. Um, and it seems as though sometimes like their inventory isn't filled maybe. Uh, and that's it. kind of what the hiccup is. I yeah. Don't, I don't so, understand. I mean, I can go to Costco right now and buy a case of, of, yeah. of lemonade in bottles. I could buy a case of Coke, a case of Diet Coke, yeah. a case of Dr. Pepper. I mean, what's the problem here? And why doesn't, why doesn't the, uh, the payment system always seems to be, you know, having some technical issues? So, so the technical issues there are like related to the Wi-Fi. <laughs> I cannot with you guys. <laughs> oh my we do God. have Wi-Fi. We do have Wi-Fi. I told you the Wi-Fi. Hey, 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 hey. The Wi-Fi. It's the it's the Wi-Fi. Um, like the networks that we have are there's like a bunch of firewalls that either do or don't do what they're supposed to be doing. Um, and so when the Wi-Fi networks changed over, I know that caused an issue and. Um, a fun fact about the vending machine is that it has, <laughs> I cannot, it has its own. Wait, I want to hear a fun fact about the vending Wi-Fi machine. Network. It does? Really? Can I plug it's into it and do a yeah. broadcast from There's it? There's literally a GKB <laughs> no. vending. Yeah. It's oh, GKB man. vending. Yeah. And it, it barely works for the vending machine, so definitely don't try to connect to it. <laughs> yeah, then we're going to have all kinds of problems. <laughs> right. Because our. Yeah. No, don't. I, I, our, don't our people that handle the. You would think this vending. is the Pentagon. No. The way they've got yeah. firewalls all over the place, right. you can't get in. I know. Today, oh, I was. I, literally. Today, yes. I, I couldn't download like a normal file. It took like 45 minutes. I'm like, what is going on around here with the with the Wi-Fi? Beto couldn't bet the other day on the be- the betting website he uses because yeah. it's all firewalled. Yeah, I couldn't. I, I was like on like some old Wi-Fi network, and I guess I didn't move into the new Wi-Fi network. And then I asked everybody, I went, hey, what's the password for the Wi-Fi network? And everybody got super uptight. They're like, oh, no, I can't give it to you. I can't give you the Wi-Fi password. Was that Corporate Greg? Because no, he, gets, he gets weird about corporate that. Corporate Greg got weird, and then even Parker got weird. Parker's like, no, sorry, Cap, I can't give you the Wi-Fi Parker's password. under a lot of scrutiny, he says. Is he? Well, he keeps showing up late for... The, we launched the live blue review. He's been late three days in a row. You're kidding me. <laughs> We're starting to get at like no. 9.40 instead of 9.30. Oh, my God. Unacceptable. Oh, the great 70 Alexander, the unsung hero of the year at the Mandy's, our executive assistant. Really, you need a better title, like VP of Operations or something. Well, I'm going to talk to I Sam mean, about that I tonight. Like- we'll talk to Sam about that tonight. Yeah, let me, we'll let me work on that for you. No, no, no. Yeah. Honestly, uh, unnecessary. I feel like that brings a lot more responsibility that maybe I'm just not prepared for, you know? Right. Take the rest <laughs> of the night off. Okay? I don't know. On the other hand, maybe you get that title and you get paid commensurate with all you do, girl. And then we get a vending machine. I mean, I make no guarantees on that front, honestly. Really? That can't be my. That can't be like the the uh, the issue, the platform on which I run. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Steph. Have a good night. That can't we'll see be you later. Rack Thanks, guys. Drive Take safe. care. We gotta Bye. go. All right. Uh, great job, Sedano. Outstanding work by you. Good night, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow at four o'clock. Yeah, let's go.